0: and welcome to the 196th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey, guys. Churro, what's up?
1: None. I streamed early today, and uh, it was a really good one. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what'd you play? Uh, Persona
0: 5 Royal. Oh, sweet. How far are you in right now?
1: I am at the very end of the game. I just have to go through the final boss tomorrow on tomorrow's stream. So, Okay, sweet, sweet,
0: sweet. So, uh, I had a good game experience that didn't involve playing a game, but I did buy a game. Uh we've been talking uh on and off about Xenoblade uh Chronicles definitive edition coming out. And I was planning on yeah just buying it digital at some point. I don't have like time to play it right this second, but I was thinking of just buying it digital uh off the US uh Nintendo eShop. But then I was at a game shop in the town next over and they were selling Xenoblade Definitive Edition Japanese copy at a pretty low price. It was brand new and it was going for, I want to say like 5,300 yen, which is about probably 50 bucks U.S. So that's like $10 discount right there. Wow. And, and on top of that, it's a new inbox physical copy. And then, you know, I just like did a cursory Google search and on Nintendo's own website, they were like, yeah, supports uh, Japanese, English, France, Spanish, German, uh, Korean, simplified Chinese, like it's like all these kinds of different languages. I like asked the person at the desk and they didn't know. So I'm like, "Uh, let me just Google it. So, uh, yeah, it, it supported it. And then like. That particular game shop, it, like, uses the same point card that I use at Lawson, which is the convenience store I go to all the time. So, like, I had banked, like, 25 bucks in points. So, I basically got Xenoblade for half off. That's that's the moral of the story. Haven't played it yet. I did pop it into my Switch, and sure enough, it's that classic BBC-style voice cast that I love. And even the, uh, like, title screen. Like, the Japanese title of this game is Xenoblade. It's not Xenoblade Chronicles in Japan. I don't know why they (laughs) added Chronicles when they brought it to the West, but it's just Xenoblade. But when I load it up, even when it's in... uh, Even though this is the Japanese cartridge, when I load it up in English mode, the title screen changes to say Xenoblade Chronicles. So... Too bad. I I I wanted to see if that would get rid of uh the chronicles out of the title, but I guess I couldn't. But uh, yeah, otherwise, very happy about that. I'm excited to play it. I did buy and Chero. Sure, maybe in the future you might be uh, interested in this. Uh, I saw online some people hyping up this thing called the M K or not the M cable, the M class. The M class. Basic. Yeah, basically what it is. I don't know if you've heard of the M cable, but Basically what the thing is, it's a dongle that you plug into, you can plug it into the Switch dock or you can you can plug it into any any thing that has an HDMI uh port and it's got its own little processor inside the dongle that does its own version of anti-aliasing, like a post-process anti-aliasing. I wouldn't say, at least from my research, I wouldn't say this is necessarily good for like plugging into like a PS4 or a PS4 Pro where it's already very high resolution. This is more marketed at like, oh, you have a PlayStation 3 or you have a Nintendo Switch or Xbox 360 that you still want to play or, oh, another good one for this, uh, the Vita TV or or the PlayStation TV. I've seen a lot of people that will uh, put it in, and it like not just uh, anti-aliases, but upscales the the feed. Mm. It like upscales the feed, sharpens it, and makes it look on, a lot nicer. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of people say good things about this for Xenoblade, and also I've seen a lot of people say good things about this for on the PlayStation TV for uh, Persona Four Golden. Wow. And uh, yeah, the uh, the side by side. So if you, yeah, if you it, you know again not a sponsor by the way but you know you can do your own research see if it you know fits in your gaming needs I just think at least for me personally I play the Switch a lot and if I ever want to go back and play Persona 4 Golden well at least for now Atlas isn't (laughs) supporting me on that so my only option is my my Vita or my uh, Playstation TV so like It seems kind of like a a no-brainer. So, yeah, it upscales... uh, I think it upscales up to 1440p, which is kind of a weird resolution. Some TVs can't handle 1440p, so if if that's the case, it'll just go to 1080p instead. But even then, like, you know, in the case of the PlayStation TV, you know, it doesn't change the resolution of the Vita games. It's still, uh, I think it's like 540p. So it's not even HD at all. So anything to improve the image is definitely uh definitely welcome. The other really interesting thing about it is for streamers, uh since it plugs into the console and it doesn't plug just into the back of the TV, uh the actual feed from the console is being improved. So if you pl- then plug that into like an Elgato, the stream that goes into the Elgato is the altered better looking version of the stream. You know, the it 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 it, rem- it actually keeps all that post processing. It doesn't happen at the end when you finally connect it into the TV, which I think was the difference with the M cable. I think the M cable, uh, had to be plugged into the TV, whereas in this case, the M Classic, they uh they put it on the opposite end of the the chain, so to speak. You know, put it on the console, plug that in. Uh, the the only other thing to note is that it does need power. Um because it's got its own separate processor it doesn't need a lot of power it's just a regular like USB you know you can plug it into any kind of USB wall adapter and uh yeah so heard a lot of good things about that saw some comparison screenshots of what xenoblade looks like uh docked versus what it looks like with the uh, m classic uh on and yeah it looks like it's really good and it also seems like it's good for uh, p s3 and any of those that any anything from that era where we had hdmi on our consoles but the resolution is like i don't know <laughs> like some of those like ps3 and xbox 360 games were pretty gnarly like i think halo 3 was under 720p back in the day that's pretty wow. bad jeez yeah it <laughs> yeah if you ever go back and like see what they actually look like on those consoles it's it's pretty bad like Yeah, like, Sony made this big deal, I think, at E3 2005? Maybe E3 2006. They were making a big deal about, oh, yeah, PlayStation 3 supports 1080p. And then in reality, like, maybe two games supported 1080p. (laughs) And they were, like, really simple, you know, downloadable games that support it. Like, it's 1080p was really rare in that era, so... Yeah, just something interesting. uh, If you guys are interested, check it out. Anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, Spotify, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at CageUnion. We have a two-segment show today. Our first segment is our news segment, which well. I, I, yeah i think it should be more like a rumor segment but th- there, there's news in there too and uh the second is our question segment as always if you guys like our show please consider supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash our patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows we have nahika Blawi. Alex and Rachel Troutman, who are at Akira Namjian. Guide Seeker, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Chris Morales, Miles Ribbons, Michael Graham, David Calro, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Chris Pope, who's at Doctor Pope 181 Thorin Bullen, who's at Massacre23, and Churro, if you can take these last ones.
1: We have Yannick Nod at Yannick Nod, Toy Patrick, Freya Stella, Fayez Bayali, Flip Sir Nuss, Lewis James, Tom Hughes, who's at Tom underscore Hughes 22. Zach Doronto, Yam Potato exclamation point. Rachel Casterton, who's at Uber and Yuen Ray. Zelda Clone at Ape Type Novels. Darren Matthews, who's at Doomster 73. And jo- Joseph Robertson, who's at Pokemon Trainer J.
0: And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to questions at gmail.com. And as a reminder, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind Spoilers are fair game. All right. It is time for the news segment. Uh and our first bit of news is our favorite news. It's a delay. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh wait. I forgot I forgot. That's our least favorite news.
1: Now it's called the best favorite. It's okay. Yeah. Kingdom
0: Hearts dark road has been delayed. Uh official reason has been given and that is uh due to current de- uh, due to current conditions. Development has been delayed. I guess that's a code for uh, due to COVID nineteen and people staying at home. Maybe uh, it's hard to make this game under the situ- under this you know situation that we're in. Right, but hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully they're getting back under their way. Uh, they also did say that they you can't expect uh, an announcement related to Kingdom Hearts Dark Road uh, early June. So, that's uh Like, how that's early good news. Do, you think,
1: do you think next week? Uh, that's
0: a... Man. All right. Full disclosure, we're recording this podcast uh, uh, May 31st. Churro, I'm going to guess this is going to come out May uh, June 1st, before we upload the podcast, so it completely invalidates anything we have to say. Because Square Enix loves to do that to us.
1: It's it's happened before, so
0: it's it's happened so many times. So you know what, churro? Like I, I think maybe we should just leave it here because, like, I don't know. Let me ask you real quick. Do you think early June would also con- constitute or uh, you know would also consider uh, June eighth through the twelfth? Would you still consider that early June?
1: Yeah, I would say so. There's thirty one day. There's thirty days in June, so I would say at least the fifteenth would be the halfway mark. I would say at least the 14th would be considered, like, mid-June, and then the first two weeks would be, like, early. Okay, so I guess, well, either way, our next episode
0: comes out on the 16th, so we're screwed. (laughs) There's no way we're catching it uh, in time for the next episode, but whatever. So, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to bet on it being the worst. Uh, It's going to be June 1st. I don't know. I guess even worse would probably be June second, like, but right before we upload the podcast, there we go. That's what's gonna be. But the
1: the, the right main before- the, my main problem with Union Cross is that their up their up their announcements come at the most randomest times. That's so true. So it's like it's hard to tell what they're actually gonna do. Something like the the announcement of uh, Dark Road came out like randomly. The the like the entire yep. teaser thing came out randomly, and then the announcement of Delaney came out randomly.
0: Yep so who who's to say but uh yeah apparently announcement coming soon or maybe already by the time we've uploaded this so i hope you uh enjoy that or have enjoyed that or are enjoying that uh how about you know sure, Let's give our predictions uh when do you think dark road is
1: actually gonna come out when do you think uh prediction let me look at my calendar uh I still I still think it's gonna come out sometime next week. So I'd say probably like June third or June fourth. Do you think it's actually gonna release at that point? I don't wanna say release, but like that's where we're gonna get more like information about oh, yeah, when yeah, information. Be yeah, because basically they're just announcing something early June. But like yeah. the release of it up I think the release would probably be like late June.
0: Okay, late June. Okay. So I'm gonna guess just to divvy it up, I'll I'll say sometime uh end of the summer. I'm gonna say August.
1: August, ooh, that's it. That's a bold prediction.
0: That's a bold prediction, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, you know, if if they're coming hot off the heels of saying it's delayed, I wouldn't be surprised if it took a little longer to get done. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, But yeah, moving on from that, we've got a big rumor churro. Now this is a rumor (sighs) that we didn't want to touch on the last episode. We knew about stuff related to this but it, it just, just didn't just wasn't, seem
1: there wasn't anything backing it up
0: yeah there's nothing backing it up no, nothing about it seemed credible and at that time it was a very different feeling rumor for a very specific weird point that apparently uh, has been debunked so if you've uh, if you're not sure what the rumor is apparently a Disney plus CG animated kingdom hearts series is being extremely heavily rumored by several people that have at least some credibility when it comes to reporting on this sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. There were like four insiders that all knew about it. So,
0: and these are not insiders related to kingdom hearts or square enix necessarily. These are more insiders on the Disney side of things.
1: Yeah, like you like know, TV shows, Disney movies, plus side of thing. exactly. Uh, Marvel, yeah, all
0: that stuff. So, uh, I I guess you know it, it is important to remember this is still a rumor, hasn't been confirmed by anybody official yet, but it's looking a lot more likely. Given given how many different people from different you know sources and different communities are corroborating this and saying it's a real thing so interesting to note so uh moving on from there uh we're going to take an example of two people that said some interesting stuff about this particular project uh first one is uh skylar schuler who is from uh diz insider and basically he tweeted uh three quick points about it so uh first things first this is a Disney Plus series and not a movie. So he's very clear to note that this is not a movie. This is not a one-time thing. This is a series. Um, who's to say how long it's going to be? But regardless of that, it's a series. True, did you end up watching Mandalorian at all? Uh, yes, I watched the first season. How how long was that season? How many episodes?
1: I think nine, ten episodes. Okay.
0: So let's use that as kind of like a benchmark: nine, nine or ten episodes. Like a typical like TV show season is, it's usually like twelve to thirteen episodes. There's no guarantee that it has to be that long. Like clearly, like you mentioned, Mandalorian nine to ten. So, but in that range, you know, more than eight, <laughs> we'll we'll just say there. Um, and then uh, next important bit of uh information about the rumor is that it's animated it is an animated cg animated uh series yeah originally which the is, rumor stated that yes. it was gonna be live action which which is why we didn't cover it because that sounded ridiculous yeah exactly so pretty much everybody that has been talking about it since has said no it is not live action it is animated and is cg so that much we do uh seem to uh, ha- have some you know consistency there uh next point is that he says that the disney voiceover actors are expected to reprise their roles you know bill farmer is goofy tony anselmo as uh donald duck and uh what's that guy that does mickey now I'm trying to remember the guy that does mickey now he's also supposed to be in it still so you know, all, all the Disney voices—nothing surprising. This is Disney Plus. Of course, they have access to all those people. Right. Of course, and Kingdom Hearts has never not had them in, in in their project. So, you know, nothing about that is necessarily surprising if that is a real thing. Now, another interesting thing. So, this comes from uh, Emery Kaya, who's uh, from uh, Cinema Spot. So, Cinema Spot, to my understanding you know, based on their title, they are not specifically Disney focused. This is more in the film space. And obviously Disney plus is a very important topic because it changes a lot of things about how film is district distributed. You know, this is a very big film distributor, you know, probably the biggest right now, considering all the studios they own, you know, just bought Fox after all and all the assets that they have and how they distribute stuff. So, you know, the, Disney Plus is a very uh, big concern for them, or not concern, just a point of interest. And basically they said that Square Enix was tasked with making the pilot for the series using Unreal Engine 4, and right now they're currently casting for the show, and I'm guessing that's to handle the Kingdom Hearts cast members, which, Churro, I guess that would mean if this is true, then... Sora is not going to be Haley Joel Osment and uh, David Gallagher is not Riku and Kairi is not Allison Stoner slash Hayden Panettiere. That's pretty sad, if I'm honest, but I don't I I, I, am not particularly surprised, though, uh, to be real, because, you know, if you think about it, like as great as, you know, the voice actors we have are now and have always been as great as they are. You know, if they want to have a special, unique voice with this TV show, and not have it just feel like, you know, cutscenes from the game, um, you know, th- there may be value in changing it. That's exactly what happened with uh, Seven Remake. You know, replacing out the older voice cast. Um, Churro, what do you what do you feel about? this rumor like how uh, let's start with this how confident do you feel about it now
1: like I mean, if you had to
0: give it a percentage
1: i mean a lot of people i mean are. well let me say this a lot of people were like jumping on it like it was 100 official for me it's still yeah. like it's still it's still a high percentage i would say about like 60 in my yeah. opinion but uh i have full i mean i have full confidence that it will probably be made at some point um because yeah. i mean to me, honestly, with Disney Plus being announced and all that, I knew something was going to come out of it one way or another. Because with yeah. the way Disney was promoting *Kingdom Hearts* three when it was coming out, so I'm sure they're probably like, "Hey, why not?" And yeah. plus, it also, you know, with the ability to tell multiple stories in multiple types of formats, it makes it easier on Nomara to, you know, tell you know tell tell different side stories, you know, at the same time, while well, instead of yeah. waiting for you know a long time for a game to be developed you know so that means like it's like like i said about 60 70% for me for that case okay
0: and next question do you think uh what what kind of story do you think this is going to cover do you think this is going to be a more original plot line or do you feel like this is going to be a retelling of kingdom hearts as we know it i guess starting with kingdom hearts 1
1: i think it could be well because you got sure, think come, about
0: the audience. Who's who's the audience for this? Is this people that already know Kingdom Hearts, or is this for just anybody? And that's trying a good to get uh, into it.
1: That's a good way to start things off because it's like you know who are they gonna put it to the fans, or they're trying to bring yeah. in new people. So and at my least guess, my, guess, my guess, my guess
0: is they want new new fans. That's my guess.
1: So pretty much, I it, it could be just a non-canon, you know, story. Mm -hmm. if they're gonna because that way they can use anything without having to worry about worrying you know kind of like ruining the story that Nomura has planned yeah but you know if they're asking you know they're asking Square Enix to get involved in this there's that means that's telling me that Nomura is going to be involved in it somewhat
0: yeah for sure
1: not even as a director but more of like an executive producer to make, or even maybe base story while somebody else writes the actual story so I would say I would say a, a in the back of my mind, I, I want wanted to be uh, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy's like side story, progressing into the future from Kingdom Hearts Three. So like mm-hmm. new content, but like seeing what they what they were gonna do, just based on what they're saying with the Disney voice actors being involved. So like to yeah. me, I think it's gonna be focused more on the the, the Disney characters aspects of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it it's definitely hard to
0: say now cuz we we just really don't know much about this or if it's even real, but at least going off of the, you know, the thing from the person from Cinema Spot, the fact that they're saying that uh, SquareNix was tasked to make the pilot, that makes me feel a lot more like SquareNix is definitely a lot more involved than uh, you know, let's take for example the project that um uh, Seth Kearsley was in. You know, back in 2002, when he was developing the pilot for the Kingdom Hearts animated series back then, uh, at least back then, the way that was being handled, it it was almost like one of Disney's movies, one of their movie property, because the way they would handle that is, you know, Aladdin comes out, for example, and then they don't expect that they're going to do anything more with it. So they make an animated series that's the continuing adventures of Aladdin. And they'll just run that show as long as they can until kids stop watching it. And then they'll cancel it. You know, no particular direction for it, just an ongoing thing. And that's kind of what kingdom hearts was going to be for them in that version of the animated series. But when they found out that Namora was actually planning two sequels, not just one, but two sequels, they were like, Whoa. Even though uh this pilot, because they they actually did like film like a test animatic version of the pilot and tested it with kids, and apparently it went went over well. Kids liked it, but even though they liked it, they decided not to step on Nemora's toes, and that's why they canceled the project. So they didn't cancel it because it wasn't good. They canceled it because they wanted to preserve that relationship with Square Enix. But with Square Enix involved, potentially, I wonder if maybe they're more involved in production than we think. I don't know if they're necessarily like making it themselves. You know, It could be another studio. But I kind of uh, agree with you that maybe from more of a creative perspective, a creative side. Maybe they're more heavily involved than we know. I mean, Nomura did say there's, you know, several teams working on Kingdom Hearts projects. This could be one of those projects. This could be one of those unaccounted-for projects that, uh... And, and yeah, maybe Disney's just funding it, and then, you know, they're just like, hey, we want a a Kingdom Hearts Disney Plus show. Uh, here's the money. And not only that,
1: um like Disney also canceled a lot of their live action projects because of COVID. So, yep. you know, so they kind of have animated, to
0: animated you can totally do animated no problem.
1: Yeah, so basically they kind of need something to release on the platform cuz if they don't, you know, they could lose subscribers especially during these times like this. So, yep. You know, to me does does do you think it this has been planned from from like for some time or do you think this is just more of a desperation move from Disney? I
0: don't I don't think it's a desperation move, but I think it's a good br- point that you bring up COVID. I think whether or not they were working on it for a long time in advance, I think if they already have a pilot, that definitely means they've been working on it for a while. But if, you know, you know, like you said, it's because of COVID live action production, not just uh, TV shows, by the way, but also movies like Black Widow's delayed that was supposed to come out this month. And that got delayed because there's who's the audience to watch it. Nobody can go to the theaters. So uh, all live action production in Hollywood has been greatly affected by this. So uh, if there wasn't like a rush to get this sort of thing on the road before there is now, you know, there is now. And not only that, but, you know, if you look at uh, Netflix, animated series on Netflix are doing amazing Like, look at Avatar, that (laughs) made, Avatar, everybody already knew Avatar was great. Why why were you all sleeping on Avatar? And then, just now that it's on Netflix, everybody's like, oh my god, Avatar! Like, I don't know why, but hey, more Avatar love is good love. But that's kind of what I'm getting, is like, you know, Netflix is doing huge with animated series and stuff like that. Disney they have animated series obviously but they're not on the level of Avatar the Last Airbender or all the other shows that are on Netflix that have this ongoing story. Disney doesn't make shows like that, but Square Enix could cuz that's that's basically what Kingdom Hearts is as a game series. So yeah, I I I think they've been working on it for a while, but I don't think i think maybe because of covid they're, they they want to push for it harder than they would otherwise i i also think it is interesting that in the uh talk of the pilot they did mention that they uh it was made uh with unreal engine 4 i will point out that another disney plus show is made very heavily with unreal engine 4 and that show is the mandalorian basically all the CG elements that you see there were rendered in real time in Unreal Engine 4. Isn't that crazy? They actually have this, this crazy wraparound screen where they actually play footage from Unreal Engine 4, rendering in Unreal Engine 4, wrapping around the actors so that the lighting of the environment is lighting the characters. So they're actually physically placed in that environment and it looks like they're literally there like it, it, like let's say hypothetically they're on a desert planet okay well you have that desert planet projecting off the screen and that light the color of the sand and the color of the blue sky all of that is affecting the armor and the reflections and all of that and it looks like he's there it looks like the characters are there in that place and that's you know that's unreal engine 4 obviously you know, Kingdom Hearts doesn't need that. It it would be all 3D. But that just goes as an example of one of the nice things with Unreal Engine 4 is because it's a real-time engine, you you don't have to spend all this time waiting for frames to be rendered. Like, uh, you know, if you take an average Pixar movie, in some of those shots, a single frame could take, like, 90 hours to render if if there's enough like crazy physics simulations going on like if it's ratatouille running over you know uh and, and knocks over a pot of spaghetti and like there's spaghetti and sauce flying everywhere and maybe fire from the uh f- from the burner on the stove like if all that's happening all at the same time you bet that frame's going to take a while to render so uh you know with unreal engine 4 they don't have to have it render for so long, uh, you know. Not not as long as what they have with uh, you know, with film. I will also point out that um, Unreal Engine Four rendered a couple of shots in 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 its in their entirety in uh Rogue One. That uh that droid character that they have, that's like the tall guy that has the very like thin white eyes. That character uh was rendered in Unreal Engine Four in a couple of shots. and and they literally took the the shot straight out of Unreal Engine 4 and used it in the movie. So that just shows how far you can push that engine. So I think it's interesting. There's a lot of really good, uh, you know, possibilities here. Uh, I wonder, though, you know, at least for me, my initial gut reaction on what I expected the show to be is a retelling of Kingdom Hearts 1. Because, you know, we've said it in the past, at least as the story is currently. That's the only part of the story that you can go in without knowing anything. Right. That's the one part of the plot that you can just go in. And not only can you go in without knowing anything, but it also sets up everything else. So, you know, if they want to follow along with the Kingdom Hearts story, but give another opportunity... Or another avenue for people to get into the series, that would be another option. Kind of like how the Kingdom Hearts manga was for a manga audience. You know, instead of playing the game, you could read the manga, get the same story. I don't know, at least to me, Chiro, you know, I I brought this up in the video that we did for the YouTube channel about the possibility of why Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts 1 should be remade this could be another uh, alternative for how Kingdom Hearts 1 could be remade. Instead of making it as a video game, it could just be an animated show, and I don't know, at least for me, it would be nice if someone could watch this and then be introduced to the Kingdom Hearts series, get interested, and then decide to buy a collection of Kingdom Hearts games. And decide to play it. That'd be Now, good to... it's disappointing to me as a fan that already likes Kingdom Hearts, because that could mean we won't get a Kingdom Hearts 1 remake, though. True. Because this would serve that purpose. Uh, the only thing that kind of gives me hope, though, Churro, is, I don't know if you remember, I, th- I think this was back in 2016. Remember there was that Ratchet & Clank movie that Sony Pictures put out? And then literally, like, the same year, they put out the Ratchet & Clank remake. And in the remake, all the cuts, a lot of the, I think it was all the cutscenes, were using footage from the movie to replace the cutscenes. I don't know if they would go that far to be like, okay, let's do the Kingdom Hearts animated series, but secretly it's just an opportunity for us to Get Disney to fund uh, us animating all the cutscenes for our Kingdom Hearts 1 remake. <laughs> like, I don't know if they would do that. I don't know if that they're that bold, but a man can dream. Right. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, let me ask you. Do you want a Kingdom Hearts animated series?
1: Yes, I do. I've been wanting it for years since around like Kingdom Hearts 2. Because I I knew I knew then that you yeah. know what the way Sora interacts with Disney characters you know totally would make a TV show you know and you know Disney's no stranger to um crossovers yeah that's true you know so basically you know I grew up on you know Who Framed Roger Rabbit you know they had the Disney you know Mickey's yeah. cameo in that movie so and you know and plus there's a lot of other things that go with it you know like it's like why not. Why not have a Kingdom Hearts TV show? So,
0: Wouldn't it be weird if, like, they did a Pirates of the Caribbean world on the TV show, but then they actually did do live action? I, I would be down for that, depending how well they do it, you know? Yeah, it would have to be done really well, but I guess, in theory, they could do that if it was a TV show. I mean, it would be a lot cheaper than, uh, you know, look at Visual Works and what they had to do for the Pirates of the Caribbean cutscenes. Yeah, it would be a lot cheaper than than doing that. Uh, I'll just say personally, for me, do I want a Kingdom Hearts animated series? You know, as, as at least based on what what we're being described here, and I'll say honestly, I haven't decided. It's not a. It's not an instant yes for me. It's something where I'm going to need to see what it is, and then I can decide. But my gut reaction is, I don't know, and I'm slightly leaning towards, probably not. Like, I'm not convinced that even if they put it out, if I will want to watch it. I probably will have to watch it anyway, because, you know, this is Kingdom Hearts podcast, so we're kind of uh, responsible for covering this stuff. But if it was just me, normal human being, uh, normal gamer, uh, anime fan, TV, animated show fan, uh, I don't know that I would just naturally decide to watch it on my own if it wasn't for you know having to cover this sort of thing on the podcast. But I'm very eager to be uh, shown something that will change my mind. I'm very eager to see something that impresses me that I'll want to uh sit down and watch wholeheartedly and not just because i have to so we will see i am very eager at the idea that uh this could be a uh unreal engine 4 thing if only that especially if squarenix is working on it or helping on it that they could then get those assets back cuz Churro, you know I-, I mentioned it before in the um in, in that youtube video That one of the benefits of doing a remake, and this would be the same, especially if it was made in Unreal Engine 4, is it's an opportunity to use a separate budget that is set aside for something else to make a lot of assets that could then be used later. You know, build up that asset library, make worlds and characters that otherwise you wouldn't have so that we now have an updated library of assets of characters and worlds and locations and animations and voice clips and you name it like that that was one of the big hurdles jumping up to the unreal engine 4 level of kingdom hearts quality is that we then had to throw out all the old character models, all the old animations, all the old uh, worlds, all all the old Heartless. Everything goes when you do that kind of a switch. So if they can use this as an opportunity to update models that they wouldn't otherwise update in like a Kingdom Hearts 4, then hey, maybe we could see some of those older things return in future Kingdom Hearts games, because that would be cheaper than having to make something that they haven't made before, or have to remake something that, you know, they haven't remade before. So, I'm excited for the possibilities that it could uh, bring to Kingdom. I, King I mean, series. especially
1: if it, you know, is well received by fans. Yeah, because you know, remember the whole Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> yeah, uh, ordeal that happened. You know, but then like they made up for it, and it became a lot better. And then it became successful. Yep. So if this is well received, think about the possibilities in the future where Nomar can you know ease up a bit, you know, and let you know whoever run whoever's going to be handling the the animation show side to deal with all the other stuff. Yeah. No, so.
0: I- I'm definitely eager at the possibility. Uh, you-, you have my you have my attention, Disney. Show me the goods. I want to see it. Sure. Do you think we're gonna see? You know, with all these rumors, do you think we're going to see a trailer maybe soon? Uh, I mean, the timing of this is very weird. The fact that everybody and their mother knows about it around June time, which is the time where a lot of announcements get made. But here's the
1: thing, though. Like, there's nothing going on with Disney at the time, though. Yeah, that's true. There really isn't anything. But unless, you know... But it would feel weird to to announce this at a video game like event because yes, Kingdom Hearts did originate from a video game, but yet you know, they would have to they would have to throw something with it. So that means they would have to announce a Kingdom Hearts game and then say, Hey kids, you know, you like Kingdom Hearts? Well, you know, here's a new Kingdom Hearts game, but wait, there's more. Here's a Kingdom Hearts T V show now. So it's gotta be they gotta unless Disney has something planned on their own to to announce this, they would. But I got the feeling that if they're going to announce this at a gaming event, they have to announce a new Kingdom Hearts game to go along with. It's kind of like uh yeah. Remember with uh, Kingdom Hearts three, you know they showed the the you know the very teaser trailer. Then they had yep. you know pick up Kingdom Hearts one point five coming in September. You know, yep. so it's kind of like two for one. That's what I think. And then not the only last, that...
0: yeah, the last thing I can remember is Advent Children, because that that was you know that was a movie and. That was announced back in uh, TGS 2003 and it was shown alongside other games, but that was at Square Enix's booth. So they yeah. can show whatever they want. But, sure, l- last podcast we talked about the fact that uh, that uh, Bloomberg Tech Reporter was like, nope, Square Enix is not going to have their own thing this year. So, like, yeah, I-, I don't know what platform they could possibly announce this at. The only thing I can think of is like Comic Con, but Comic Con's not going on, is
1: well, it? Well, here's a surprise though. I don't know if you saw this news, but originally there was a, there was a new, uh, The World Ends With You art that was supposed to be featured as the program guide cover for Anime Expo this year.
0: Oh. Basically, yeah. It,
1: fe- it features the cast of The World Ends With You, but it adds two characters, which is the Anime Expo mascots. And that artwork was drawn by Tetsuya Nomura.
0: Hmm.
1: And basically, um, takiharu ishimoto who did the soundtrack for the world's end with you retweeted that tweet yeah so i don't know if they had something planned for the world end with you at anime expo i don't know if they mm. had a panel planned for that but maybe they were gonna like merge the two maybe they maybe that's a possibility they were they're gonna yeah. put Kingdom Hearts march with the world Ends with you into, into the same thing Is- is the Anime Expo going to have a live stream or anything? Yeah, it's going to have... it's like a two day live stream. I think July fourth and July fifth. Let me double check. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the place the announcement
0: for that when they tweeted that out. Maybe that's the uh, place where they could announce something like that.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm very very anxious to see what happens on their live stream. It's like yeah, it's it's called Anime Expo Lite from July third to July fourth, and it's basically a, a stream of. Um, and basically, uh, one of the guests they're going to have on there is actually Yoshitaka Amano. We all know oh, who wow. draws the uh, Final Fantasy logos. Yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. Wow. All right. So, well, uh, y- you have my attention, Anime Expo. You usually don't, but I think I have to watch you now.
1: Yep. So you know, it-, it could be something big. It could be nothing at all. But then the one of the coolest thing is is that we have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, it's just like, why would they have? <laughs> World ends with you, otherwise.
1: Cause, well, we have to remember that Square Enix has slowly been, you know, rolling, p- participating in Anime Expo recently. You know, they were there a couple years ago, and then they were there for 2019 for Kingdom Hearts. They had that big old booth. Yeah. They had their own giant booth, and then, I mean, unfortunately, last year there was nothing Square Enix there. Cause there was really nothing. I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake, but that, you know, has nothing to do with anime, so. Yeah. You know, Square Enix wasn't there, so. Here we are, you know, the world ends with you now. <laughs>
0: You know, you think World Ends with You is going to get an anime? I think so. Wouldn't that be dope? Like World Ends with You would be perfect
1: for an anime. It, it would be. I mean, it ca- I mean you know, know what it kind of s-
0: reminds me of that. That I don't know if you remember the show uh, Panty and Stocking. Mm-hmm. That kind of art style, where it's like yeah. really sketchy and like really like I don't know, crazy in terms of animation, like the animation quality was really high, but then it was also very stylized. Like I could see that totally working for world ends with
1: you. Yeah. But it's a lot of world ends with you fans are excited because, you know, we basically, it's, it's a series that people want to see a sequel to, but they haven't got anything. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it's that, that that was a major big surprise when they announced it. uh, like was a three days ago and, you know, Twitter just went crazy with it.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing a lot, but I haven't really looked into it. But wow, that's that sounds really cool. I want to see more of that. So uh, yeah, I guess July. Be there or be square. Annex. Yeah, All right. So uh, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps up our uh, our news segment. So now let's uh, move on over to our question segment. So uh, first, we got uh, from Nico Gonzalez talking about the Disney Plus rumors. Uh with Kingdom Hearts Disney Plus series slowly becoming a possibility, how would you like to see the show formatted? Do you have any anime slash animation shows uh that you would like the Kingdom Hearts series to be inspired by? Would you like the series to be canon to the games?
1: I mean I mean it's gonna be run on a real engine, so we're gonna get something like, you know, maybe Kingdom Hearts three ish stuff. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't really watch a lot of anime that's like CG. The only one, yeah. that really big one that comes to mind is Miraculous Ladybug, and that's actually pretty yeah. well done. Yeah. So you know something like that, but you know, Square Enix is you know using Square Enix's uh, Kingdom Shader would be, yeah, you know, make it look really good. That's the only. Yeah, I, can really I mean, think of. it's
0: it's uh, I would say a great example to just prove how powerful it is at making this sort of stuff is just look at back cover back cover is literally this it's an episode of what would it's like maybe two episodes of a tv show worth of content and it was made hundred percent in unreal engine and like you can see that when they can pre-render unreal engine 4 stuff and they don't have to worry about running it live on a console they can push unreal engine really hard and make it look really beautiful and do a lot of really crazy stuff. I mean, some of the Kingdom Hearts 3 cutscenes still hit that level of quality, but like if you if you look at back cover back in uh 2016, like er, 2016 2017 like that looks amazing. So, yeah, definitely like you're saying Churro. In Unreal Engine 4, it's going to look amazing. Uh if I had any particular show that I would want it to like you know, in terms of formatting, um, I mean, I would say my go-to always is going to be Avatar The Last Airbender, the original. Yeah, Like, that's such a classic show, and it does the formula so well that I don't think Square Enix is necessarily going to follow it. But, you know, if we're talking in hypotheticals and, and wishes, Avatar The Last Airbender has the perfect balance of covering... Really strong story content, have it be formatted in a way that it is an ongoing story, but every single episode has meaning. That's what I love about Avatar. And that actually came out of the fact that Nickelodeon wanted them to make a show that a little kid could just turn on Nickelodeon and watch at any time, you know, just like how SpongeBob is. Where if you turn on Nickelodeon at at any odd hour, there's a very high chance that SpongeBob is on the screen, and they want it to be in such a way that you could just turn it on. you don't need to know anything about SpongeBob and you can just watch it at least for me, that's what I would like to see at a kingdom Hearts a Kingdom Hearts series is you know, let's say one episode is one Disney World mm-hmm. it's got a beginning, middle, and an end, it's got a moral to the story, it's got a you know an arc to it you can just hop into that and pretty much get what's going on there but just like avatar the last airbender there is an ongoing plot here you know you know let's take book 1 of avatar as an example you've got zuko and uncle iro chasing after uh, the avatar gang now in some episodes they actually show up and like hey let's do let's let's fight let's throw down and they do and you know ang runs away or learns something about him being the avatar but even then, every single episode has a contained adventure. So even if you don't get that stuff, it's in- it'll be intriguing to you. But the main story of the episode is there. You know whether it's you know Aang going to meet King Boomy in uh in the first uh season and learning about uh you know learning about Earthbenders and stuff like that and seeing if he's really worth being the Avatar and King Boomy actually testing him. There was an actual full plot there that ended in that episode. And the only time you really got anything that extended was during the finale. That was a two, uh, well, in the the opening first two episodes, that was a a two-parter. And then the final two episodes was another two-parter. And that had more of an ongoing thing when they finally got to the Northern Water Tribe and had all that stuff and the big final battle and uh, Zuko and all of his revelations. And, you know, there's a full plot there beginning, middle, and end. I think with Kingdom Hearts, like I said, hypothetically, if it was Kingdom Hearts 1, a reimagining of Kingdom Hearts 1, uh, your beginning, uh, middle, and end. You start with your Destiny Islands, and then you do world after world after world after world, one episode, one world. Done. And then end it off with Hollow Bastion slash end of the world. That could be a couple episode arc there. Wrap it up. Kyrie Sora, They part ways. And there you go. That's your full story. That's that's one season. I think we've talked about in the past that Kingdom Hearts 1 could
1: absolutely be told in a single season and it depends probably, on how many episodes it is like some sometimes anime go like 12 episodes for a new season yeah. I
0: think 12 episodes is completely fine you could tell that full story in 12 episodes it doesn't need it doesn't need more it doesn't need less that amount of time is just fine what I would be worried about is okay you do that now you got <laughs> chain of memories Chain of Memories does not deserve a full season.
1: <laughs> Chain it of Memories not. deserves
0: like uh 4 episodes at best.
1: Well, then then, then you got to do Riku side too, so.
0: Oh, then you got to do Riku side. Oh, there's another 4 episodes. Oh no. Maybe 2 episodes. Maybe Riku side's a half episode.
1: Mm, it could work.
0: Okay, what if Churro, season yeah. 2. Half the season is Chain of Memories, the other half of the season is uh 358 over 2. Since they love that order now, apparently. Before Kingdom Hearts two,
1: does
0: does it could work? Does three five eight over two need a full season?
1: No, because half the time it's filler, (laughs) right? Except for like the later, like like the beginning part where it's where Roxas learns about the organization, and then the later half when starts things starting to unfold. And and you could
0: literally say the same thing about Chain of Memories. Half of it is filler. (laughs) Yep. So you cut out the filler and then you glue those together. Okay, that's season two. And then season three, Kingdom Hearts two. Kingdom Hearts two deserves a full season.
1: It does. It, it does.
0: So th- there's possibilities here. Uh, again, we don't even know what this is going to cover. It could, for all we know, it takes place during the Union Cross timeline. What if it's a Union Cross game or, or a series? Who knows.
1: Uh, then I'm guessing a lot of people won't be, uh, yeah, won't happy be about that. <laughs> yeah, no, they won't be.
0: Or, what if it's along the lines of Dark Road? Dark Road's plotline. I think people an like, will be series. more interested at that
1: because it's a new thing. Because, you know... It's more you know, interesting. Be, it's a part of the timeline we don't know
0: much about, which is the yeah. time after, apparently, uh, Daybreak Town got destroyed or something. Yeah. So, there's possibilities there, there's possibilities all around uh, but yeah, uh, oh, and I guess the last question, would you like the series to be canon to the games uh, if it's a new plot, well, yes, at the end of the day, yes, but my hope is that it's not a new story. My hope is this is an opportunity for people that can't play the games or can't stand you know how old Kingdom Hearts One is this is another chance for them to get into the series. I would rather that than be new, different plot that is just going to confuse the s- storyline more than it already is.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's going to take a turn for the worse if it does. Because yeah. I've, seen, I've seen some people say that, you know, Nomura should not be anywhere near this this TV show. I promise you, Namora is all over
0: this TV show because this is his baby. Yeah. He will not let his baby go. Yeah, pretty much. That's the feeling I got. Remember the last time he did that? Which was the beginning of Kingdom Hearts Key, the the web game? Anybody that's played the first few uh, hundred missions of uh, Union Cross will know how boring it is. That's what happens when Namora takes a backseat.
1: Yeah, it so,
0: Be careful what you wish for. That's all I'll say. Right. Alright, so this next question comes from Evan Sheridan, and they ask, So Birth by Sleep felt like it should have taken place a lot further in the past than ten years. Apart from King Triton, so few people recognize Sora as a Keyblade wielder. Yet, just ten years earlier, there were at least six Keyblade wielders, including Xehanort, Master Ericus, and Vanitas, Hopping around from world to world, when you play Kingdom Hearts One, does it feel like Birth by Sleep was actually something that happened in the past of King of that game? That game being Kingdom Hearts One. Yes. Does mm, Kingdom- not- when you play when you play Kingdom Hearts One, do you feel like Birth by Sleep happened? Uh, honestly,
1: not really. No. Because <laughs> no, like, of course not. All the- because, you know, like you said, no more didn't have all this planned out back back then. No, This is just more like, this. pretty much felt like a one-off, you know, unless yeah. he was sure that he was going to get a sequel. Let, so, let, me now...
0: ask, let me ask the reverse real quick. When you play Birth by Sleep, do you feel like Kingdom Hearts 1 is going to happen? No, still. I kind of feel it a little bit, but well, yeah, also kind of uh, no.
1: Yeah, because, like, you still have, you know, Young Sora, Young Riku... At the end, you know, and you see, you know, Ventus is, you know, being saved by Sora's heart, but after that, you don't know, you don't even realize that in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that kinda there's kinda, a 10-year gap, so yeah, that kind of helps it. Yeah, and they explain that later in the in later games, but if since we're talking about Kingdom Hearts 1, they kind of get, like, pushed off to the side, and, like, yeah. you, know, you don't see anything around it, but then, like, you have to remember that Nomura had to build around Kingdom Hearts 1. Yes. So the only
0: one thing that I'm thinking about now that jumps out at me that feels like, okay, maybe Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep happened. The only thing, and it's very minor and very subtle, and you have to really read into it, is the fact that Riku clearly knows more that he's than he is letting on during Kingdom Hearts One's opening. And it's clear that through his actions he causes all the nonsense that happens to Destiny Islands, which we still don't know how all that came about, but the fact that Riku was, you know, let to know th- th- through Terra about all of this stuff, about Keyblades and all that, and, you know, bequeathed a Keyblade. And not like
1: that, as the series progressed, you know, he was told stuff by by Mickey and by Diz, too. So yes. it seems like that throughout the entire journey of Kingdom Hearts, like, Riku was the one that always got information from everybody, whereas Sora was always kept in the dark about everything. And,
0: at least in Kingdom Hearts 1, while you, you didn't necessarily get that experience, you do feel that Riku knows more.
1: Oh, yeah, because like, I'm pretty sure, even though what the villains probably told Riku was probably lies, yeah, you know, but at least there was some truth to it, too, at the same time. Yeah, because like clearly, the whole Maleficent telling, he made stuff uh, happen. Yeah, like like Ms. Maleficent telling Riku that he's a true owner of the Keyblade, which is true. Yeah. I think yeah. it like if you think back
0: to Kingdom Hearts one thought process, probably the original meaning of what happened at at, at Destiny Islands was that Riku, through his own selfish desires to leave the island, willed the Heartless there. He didn't necessarily get told anything. He just willed them there. Just like uh, if you look at Clayton in the Tarzan world, he had the same experience. He didn't know anything about the Heartless and, or Maleficent or that whole group. He was completely separate from them. But because his heart was so full of darkness, he was able to summon Heartless and was using them to his advantage. Now, if I'm thinking with Kingdom Hearts 1 brain, then I think that's probably the explanation I would have gone with. But if I'm thinking with current Kingdom Hearts brain, then I think the way I would fit it in is, yeah, maybe it came through willing the Heartless there, but he would not have been able to do that if he didn't get bequeathed those powers through Terra, you know, through the Keyblade and all that. So that's the only thing. I I can't honestly think... Churro I can't think of anything else that really ties it together all that much better I mean there's the obvious stuff like we get to see what Kyrie was like when she was still at uh, Raiding Garden but at least in terms of other stuff like there really wasn't much got to see Kyrie's grandma It's <laughs> about right. it alright so
1: uh, <laughs> Churro if you could take this last question this is from Noah Phillips and they write if there was a Kingdom Hearts MMO on the scale of Final Fantasy 14, do you think it could have a live a- uh, action-based gameplay? Also, a big part of MMOs that makes them fun to play with other with others is having different classes. What kind of classes do you think a Kingdom Hearts MMO could have? So, if we're
0: talking about like, yeah, MMO and action, like I would love it. But Big problem with action and MMO is that I don't expect Square Enix to necessarily be ready for is lag. That's yeah. probably the biggest factor that would limit it. Because if you suddenly go for action gameplay, lag is such a factor that you know, let, let's talk about the one ser the one genre that needs it more than an action game like Kingdom Hearts. And that's fighting games. Fighting games spend so much money and so much time on their net code to make it as perfect as possible for action. But they're very specialized in that. That takes a very specific kind of programming. You know, we're talking about things like trying to predict inputs. We're talking about things like trying to uh, roll back and like after. So I do my inputs, you do your inputs, and then there's a middleman in between on the server that's like, okay, whose inputs actually came first? Let's guess. What, and then they ask themselves if so and so got their input, would they? Would this affect the battle? If so and so got their input, would this affect the battle? There's all these kinds of like questions and all these checks that every single input goes through. There's a lot of really specific programming that goes into making good netcode for a fighting game. Let's also remind ourselves that a fighting game is a very simple and very focused version of this problem because it's literally two people on the screen side by side. A lot of these games are 2D. The problem is a lot more simplified. Now let's look at Kingdom Hearts. We got characters moving in 3D space. We got people jumping off the walls. We got people doing reaction commands. You know, there's a lot that goes into a Kingdom Hearts battle. This is a th- not a 2D problem anymore. This is a 3D problem moving in 3D space very fast. Churro, as much as I hate to say it, I, I don't think it's realistic, even though I would want it. Yeah. Just because it, lag just... is such an issue
1: well i mean lag is fine in you know 14 i mean they would have to me. they would have to save server space for it can emerge memo. i mean 14 is fine you know i mean yeah on occasion there's lag but majority of the time it's fine for 14 yeah so the lag that i'm talking about isn't
0: necessarily something that would affect 14 because with 14 it's it's not turn-based but the stuff that you do there's a cooldown on it, you know, it takes time to do the stuff that you do in 14. But with Kingdom Hearts, we're talking like Twitch reaction stuff. Like you look at uh Bizkit and some of the things that he does and his reaction time, or you know, you look at a fight like uh uh Yozora and how much reaction factors into that, like I just don't see that speed, that kind of that level of reaction. That level of uh, reactiveness, I just don't see that from an online game. They would, and they the, would
1: have to redo the, the battle system. They, have, they would have to make it yeah. more like atoned to cooldowns and stuff yep. like Monster Hunter-ish style.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's just... Now, I do know there's a, there is there uh, is an MMORPG Black Desert. I've never personally played it. I do think it tries to tackle this more action-oriented thing. I guess one way that it could work is instead of I guess they would have to eliminate PvP. And then, you know, all you would have to worry about is how your actions necessarily affect the boss that's on screen. And that boss, all that data can be rendered locally. And then, you know, that 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 could work. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not I'm not an engineer like that. I just know a little bit about how f- all the rigmarole that fighting games have to go through to I, and I'll, I'm also not a fighting game fan, but I do listen to a lot of fighting game fans and they talk about how the net code works and, you know, how a good net code is built for a fighting game and how much of a, a big investment it has to be. So, yeah, just thinking about it, even though I would love it so much and it would work so well for Kingdom Hearts, I just don't think it's as realistic. Uh, Moving on to the next part of the question, though, what kind of classes do I think a a Kingdom Hearts MMO should have? I think if, you know, Char, if we look at Union Cross, that kind of gives us a little bit of a hint as how it could work, how, you know, they have the three different, uh, I don't know, I guess the three different affinities. There's like the more... There's the power affinity, there's the magic affinity, and then there's the speed affinity. Like, those three different styles seem like a pretty good way to break that down. I would assume, personally, that most people would have Keyblades, if not everybody, kind of like how Union Cross is. But I guess you could specialize abilities to be more oriented around, okay, this one's more oriented oriented around combat that's more like power-oriented. And then this is oriented about physical combat, but it's more about speed. So we're doing things like maybe Sonic Blade or Strike blade and maybe
1: maybe they can do it more akin to like uh, maybe elements.
0: Yeah, elements could be another thing. I mean, I guess they could they could come up with other. I mean, they
1: could they could come up with classes. Yeah, you know, yeah, they could come up with other Mars. classes.
0: I mean, ultimately, like the 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 nice thing about classes is that it gives each person a different thing to do that's the main thing is that it gives people different things to do and then you also have classes that are like kind of blends you know you got your red mage that sort of thing you get a little bit of the healing side you get a little bit of the uh, dark magic side um I-, I think it could be done you know you take the typical mmo class you got your tank i could see you know in the kingdom hearts series i could see Terra being kind of a tank You know. He's got yeah. strong attacks, but he's also got strong defense. Uh, I guess the concept of aggro would have to be introduced into Kingdom Hearts, you know, taking the attention away from people. You know, you'd have to have that sort of a system. So it would give tanks kind of a a role like their role would be to be a distraction. Hey, attack me, attack me. Don't attack the DPS, who is a glass cannon, doesn't have HP worth crap, but is very strong at attacks. Attack me instead. So, I think there's definitely a possibility there. Always, uh, you know, always. you look at Birth by Sleep, you kind of see the prototype of how the classes would work. You know, Vent Ventus is fast, Terra is slow but strong, Aqua has magic. You know. Kind of gives you the idea. Magic and range—that's kind of the her her strength.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Churro, I, I think you have a lot more experience with MMOs and stuff. You know, is there anything that you like from MMOs already? Do you think that it would be really interesting to see from Kingdom Hearts? Hmm. I don't know anything I like think, quests um, or mission like style.
1: Because one of the one of the one of the one of the nice things would be like. Um, like dungeons and stuff, and like yeah. raids. Like the big thing in fourteen is like, you know, which which previous Final Fantasy boss would show up in a raid. You know, yeah. And it's like how would they, and raids are usually you know eight eight man, um, for fourteen. I, I'm speaking about and yeah. Basically, you know, they would have their own mechanics to figure out how the bosses fought and and all that. It's like like how would raids work in Kingdom Hearts? Like would they be like uh like a giant Disney boss or would it be a giant Heartless boss? You know, like... And that's the nice thing. It'd be be a a big surprise. Kind of like how, like, when, uh, for example, Julius is the secret boss in 3D. Yeah. Like, nobody saw that coming. Yeah. So it could be something like that.
0: You know, just thinking about this question and, you know, the idea of multiplayer for Kingdom Hearts, and I wonder if, possibly, instead of an MMO I wonder if something that's more akin to how Grand Theft Auto Online I wonder if that would work better because the way Grand Theft Auto Online is, is, is instead of it being massively multiplayer when you log on the server is populated with about like I want to say up to 20 people uh, I've never really played Grand Theft Auto Online for more than like two seconds but uh, basically you're you're populated online you're in the same instance and there'll be other people with you. And then you have missions that you can run together. And I wonder if that sort of a thing... I wonder if that would work better. Because, I mean, Grand Theft Auto has crazy action. And they do all kinds of stuff there. And they really don't limit you at all. You can go anywhere in the much, world.
1: Yeah, but you have, you have the full map. It's pretty much, pretty much playing the full game on, yeah. you know in your own terms. So I wonder, Churro,
0: what if, hypothetically speaking, there was a future Kingdom Hearts game that... They made a big open world for Grand Theft Auto style and there was a full single player made for it. Just like Grand Theft Auto 5. Full single player made. Really great. Everybody loves it. And then later they released the multiplayer uh for it. And, you know, Grand Theft Auto online style. And it's this ongoing thing that they add to. Like I, I kind of I mean, it might be kind of a weird idea, but I kinda like the idea of how Grand Theft Auto Online worked for Grand Theft Auto, and I wonder if it could work for Kingdom Hearts, or if not Kingdom Hearts, maybe it's better for Final Fantasy. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're going to do for Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> Make yeah. Final Fantasy 16 online, but don't worry. We're actually also making it a single player too. It's Grand
1: Theft Auto V. Don't worry. Maybe. I wouldn't want to see 16 online. I mean, they've already got 14 already. Exactly. Well, it, it uh,
0: you know, just looking at how it worked for Grand Theft Auto V, but then it doesn't seem like it's working all that well for Red Dead, even though they do have that feature. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, a good question. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to see in the future if uh, Square ever addresses this. I think right now, to be realistic, though, I kind of feel like they're getting everything they want everything they would want an mmo to give them i think they're already getting that from union cross so i don't think they'll do it to be honest all right so uh, that wraps up our question segment our music for this episode comes from marzan and they have a great cover of simple and clean this is their simple and clean dub mix and uh yeah definitely check them out uh i think we've had their sanctuary cover before on the podcast so this is a great simple and clean cover they've recently just released chiro i have a quick question yeah this is a quick quick curveball do you think the kingdom hearts animated series if it's real is going to have any Utada music in it
1: i hope so i but hope funny so enough, too funny enough on Utada's instagram she always does like instagram live like once a week yeah and she opened it up for people to ask her questions and i actually wrote that as a question to her oh but the thing Did is she that she speaks as, no, well she's probably gonna answer it at uh she's probably gonna write down a- questions and answer them on the instagram live uh, the thing okay. is that her instagram live is entirely japanese so i don't know if she's gonna respond to uh, a question English like question
0: yeah yeah maybe not
1: even though she's fluent, but yet you know she she currently lives in Japan right now, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, but um, hopefully I can catch it, and we'll see.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to see how that goes. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be cautiously optimistic. I, I'm not sure that it'll happen, but I really hope it they will. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, I guess uh, that wraps that up. So uh, yeah, next episode of. Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 16th of June. As always, if you guys like the show, please consider subscribing to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one! And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, Spotify, or... Kingdom Hearts
1: Union's Twitter, which is at CageUnion.
0: And if you guys like the show, please... Consider uh, supporting us on Patreon at patreoncom Union and if you have any questions, send them to questions at gmail.com. All right, Churro, it is goodbye time. Well, wow, we made it. We made it. We did another episode. There was actually stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah, there was. I mean, I'm don't hoping to inter- us. Yeah.
0: Oh, I actually didn't. I, I think I actually didn't end up mentioning this in the news segment. But just so y'all know, PlayStation Five reveal event, June fourth, one PM Pacific. Watch that.
1: Hopefully, we get something.
0: Yeah, I, I, I I'm. I i will not say anything, but I'm getting vibes. I'm getting vibes, man. Square neck stuff.
1: It's it's getting interesting because you know we're here we are with the new generation of consoles and we have. You know we're getting that anxious again. You know, you know we had that long wait with Kingdom Hearts three, so yep. you know let the wait begin for Kingdom Hearts the next Kingdom Hearts game. Churro, what's the
0: price of the PlayStation five? What do you think? Four
1: ninety
0: nine. I think so too. PlayStation five gonna have gonna cost you five hundred bucks.
1: <laughs> hey, better than seven hundred bucks I paid for the PlayStation three when it first came out. That's
0: a good point, man. That is a good point. I still Chur- regret
1: it to this day. But do you luckily, think I, the only good thing? That it came with it, yeah. Was the backwards compatibility, yes. That was it. Is it still working? Does that PS3 still no, function? No, it's dead. It that's, stopped working. That's what I thought. It, it, it stopped working when I was playing Final Fantasy XIII, and it finally died out. So Damn. I have a PS3 Slim now.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm really excited for the
0: event. I'm I'm hoping that we'll get to see. I mean, with the Unreal Engine Five tech demo, we really got to see like what next gen's gonna look like, but. I, I want to see games that's my thing is i want to i want to see games man so hopefully,
1: hopefully it's better than uh what microsoft showed off with uh valhalla assassin's creed oh yeah that mm, it, it's unfortunate i mean that
0: is a cross-gen game i just wish like that was not that was not the way to start off the generation yeah i i, right. I just personally feel that microsoft has a very different idea of what next gen means and i think their vision of next gen is more fluid where we're gonna slowly transition into the next generation and then they'll keep going i think they're gonna keep pushing graphics even further and release consoles a lot more regularly that are more powerful and do more things but i feel like playstation 5 is a full step just like, let's do it in one. Move forward. And I personally like that. That works for me.
1: All right, Charles say goodbyes. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. We're almost at 200. Yep, almost there. I'm Brandon,
0: saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.